Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Friday, May 28th. And this episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me tomorrow prior to game one of the second round to get in on the action. Locker Room, changing the way we talk about sports. And yes, our Boston Bruins will be back on the ice tomorrow night for game one against the New York Islanders in front of a full crowd at TD Garden. We'll get into the latest from practice as well as a series preview here on the podcast today. Before we do, let me remind you to please smash that subscribe button so that each new episode will be automatically added to your podcast feed, whether you use Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Pocket Casts is what I use. Don't miss an episode by making sure that you subscribe to Locked On Boston Bruins. You can also follow along on Twitter at LOBostonBruins, on Instagram at LockedOnBruins, and you can find me my dad jokes, hockey tweets at Ian C. McLaren. And uh, yeah, let's get into the podcast, shall we? The Bruins have been back on the ice for practice for a couple days after taking full advantage of a break between rounds one and round two. Uh, Bruce Cassidy talked about the fact that uh, they now know they will be playing the New York Islanders. He said they're a patient team. They defend well. Doesn't matter who they put in net. They're going to get good goaltending, whether it's uh, Semyon Varlamov, who uh, was very good in the regular season. I believe he was tied with Philip Grubauer for the league lead in shutouts at six. In the playoffs, it's been Ilya Sorokin, and he has a slight edge in save percentage over Tuka Rask, 943 versus 941. Bruce Cassidy said they have a lot of our attributes They want to be structured, they want to be disciplined, they have good goaltending, their D want to get involved, but they play D first, they have different lines that can hurt you. In that regard, we're playing ourselves a little bit, the coach said. They're very well coached, obviously. Barry Trotz, one of the best coaches in the NHL. For us, it's a matter of staying within ourselves and playing the game in front of you. Now, uh, they will be getting reinforcements on the blue line, it seems. A day after returning to practice in a non-contact jersey, Jeremy Lozon was wearing a regular black practice sweater on Thursday morning, indicating that he has been cleared for full contact. He left Game 1 of the first round against Washington after blocking a shot with his hand, not the same hand that he injured back uh, in the Lake Tahoe game. Uh, So it looks like he'll be ready to start uh, round two, and he'll be paired with Connor Clifton uh, in the third defensive pairing. So not quite, uh, you know, set in stone that he'll be back, but it certainly does look like uh, he will be playing every day. I'm making good strides, he said. At the end, it's not going to be my call, but for sure, I'm feeling better and better every day, Lozon said. Jacobs Borrell and Kevin Miller remain sidelined. Uh, Borrell did skate with the taxi squad on Wednesday. Appears to be progressing toward a return to the full group, while Miller has yet to get back on the ice after leaving Game 4 after that hit from uh, Dmitry Orlov. Team's depths are always tested in the playoffs, and 
It's coming true again this year on the blue line for the Bruins. Their forward group, uh, very healthy, sticking with the same four lines that they did in the first round. Uh, again, with uh, Grizzlick McAvoy, Riley Carlo, Lozon, Clifton on the back end. And it uh, looks like, yeah, they're going to be ready and good to go for tomorrow night. The first game scheduled for 8 p.m. on NBC, so it'll probably be closer to 8.20 and it will be a full crowd at TD Garden. I'm very jealous uh, up here in Canada. Uh, not being able to attend, not being able to uh, be part of it, uh, but very happy for those of you. I've seen a bunch of you on Twitter saying that you've gotten tickets already, and, and that's pretty cool, and I'm glad that uh, the Bruins will have a full complement of fans in the uh, stance. I should mention, Tugarask was back on the ice for full practice after getting an extra day off on uh, Wednesday. So, yeah, like I said, the Bruins emerged from the uh, first round against the Washington Capitals relatively unscathed up front. Uh, Tuka Rask looking amazing. The only concerns were on the back end with the injuries to Kevin Miller and Jeremy Lozon. Uh, for Game 5, they were playing Jared Tenorti and Connor Clifton. Connor Clifton did look very good in the time that he played uh, during that series, he was a beast on the penalty kill uh, and has a very good balance of uh, physicality as well as puck moving ability. Uh, so if he's on the third pair, uh, not too concerned about that at all. Uh, and we'll see if Jeremy Lozon can come back in and mesh well with him. Now, as we get into a series preview, I want to qualify any talk of uh, season series matchup with the Islanders by looking at, you know, pre and post trade deadline. Obviously the story early on in the season was how the Islanders seem to have Boston's number. Uh, very early in the season, the Bruins lost one, nothing to the Islanders. They lost four, two, uh, they lost seven, two, uh, in, uh, you know, late February, and then they lost again in a shootout in early March. Um, and then right prior to the deadline, or a couple weeks before the deadline, they lost again 4-3 in overtime. So <laughs> prior to the trade deadline, the Islanders really had their number, and that was one of the storylines throughout the season was how dominant the Islanders were against the Bruins. The Bruins just could not get past them. Now, after the trade deadline, a different story. The Islanders, of course, uh, loaded up, or quote-unquote loaded up, by adding Kyle Palmieri, Travis Zajac from the New Jersey Devils. They also lost captain and leading scorer Anders Lee. The Bruins added Mike Riley, Taylor Hall, Curtis Lazar, and after the trade deadline, they went 3-0-0 against the New York Islanders, outscoring them 10-3. There was a 4-1 win uh, on April 15th, a 3-0 win on April 16th, and then uh, the second last game of the season, which was a makeup game, uh, they won 3-2 in overtime. So post-trade deadline, the Bruins had the Islanders number, and if you look at the underlying numbers from the first round, uh, it's clear that the Islanders got very lucky against the Penguins and benefited from Tristan Jari's uh, Pretty abysmal goaltending. We'll get into that here in a moment. Before we do, 
Just a quick note about Built Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar on the market, and it comes in nine delicious flavors. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. If you don't know the flavors, you're missing out. Coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. There's something for everyone, but they're also healthy too, not just great tasting. Most of the flavors have about 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs. Now, you can go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your first order. You can get a mix and match box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors just to give them a a taste. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. When I say the Islanders got very lucky in the first round, here's what I mean. Now, the Islanders ranked 16th out of all playoff teams with a Corsi percentage at even strength of 41.08. They also had a PDO of 105.2, 5-on-5 play, which is number one. Now, I mentioned this on Twitter and got a good question. Someone asked... Uh, who was it? Peter Mariano asked, sorry, what is PDO and what is Corsi percentage? Great question. Uh, I've talked about that a bit on the podcast before, but uh, not everybody is familiar with these terms. So uh, here's what they mean. Basically, five on five play against the Pittsburgh Penguins, the Islanders had 258 shot attempts on net. The Penguins on the other hand, had 370. That's quite a big gap. Uh, 370 versus 258. If we look at all strengths, uh, what is it uh, there? Pittsburgh had 411 shot attempts. The Islanders had 306. So that is a 57.32 advantage for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Basically, the Penguins had the puck on their sticks and were regularly uh, firing it towards Ilya Sorokin and Semyon Varlamov much more regularly than the Islanders were doing so on Tristan Jari. However, uh, much to the Penguins' chagrin, their goaltending was awful and pretty much anything the Islanders were putting on net went in and everything that the Islanders were getting towards them was being saved usually by Ilya Sorokin in those uh, four wins that they got. So the Islanders got very timely goaltending as well as very timely scoring. Therefore, they were you know pretty lucky in this one. They had uh, a high shooting percentage, a very high save percentage, and that leads to a 105.2 PDO. It's adding up save percentage and shooting percentage. Their shooting percentage, 5-on-5, five five, was... 10.98, which is much higher than Boston's, which was 8.53. And uh, their goaltending was 94.23, 5 on 5, which is slightly lower than the Bruins. I should add, the Bruins did have a fourth ranked PDO of 103, uh, which means they too were getting exceptional goaltending as well as timely scoring. It's pretty incredible to think that the Bruins ranked second in five-on-five shooting percentage in the first round. Uh, We all know that was a 
big source of concern for the Boston Bruins earlier in the season. Not only 5-on-5 scoring, but secondary scoring. Uh, Both of those things seem to have been remedied. And it's kind of the power play that was struggling. So if they could improve their power play, they'll be even um, that much better. All that to say, uh, if you look at Boston's record against the Islanders after the trade deadline, if you look at how their success against the Penguins was slightly built on smoke and mirrors. Again, they were wildly out-attempted by the Penguins. And Ilya Sorokin... uh, stole some games for them while also uh, they benefited from some very poor goaltending from Tristan Jari, which uh, they will not see in Tukarask, that I think the Bruins have a very good chance of advancing here in round two. I'd go as far as to say the Bruins are going to win this series in five, especially with home ice advantage, as well as uh, playing in front of a full crowd and kind of the boost that they will get from that. If the Islanders are going to win, then Sorokin will have to step up and or, you know, Varlamov will have to to step up and really uh, steal this for them. Uh, Again, Varlamov went 19-11-4 with a 9.29 save percentage in 36 regular season games. Tied Grubauer for the league lead in shutouts. Uh, Sorokin went 0-1-1 in two games against the Bruins during the regular season, while Varlamov was 5-1-0. So thus far, Sorokin looks to be like the guy in net for the Islanders, but that could change, and Varlamov could uh, have to come in, and he's played very well against the uh, Bruins as well this season. So they, like the Bruins, kind of have a two-headed monster in net, although uh, it's much more likely that we'll see both of their goalies in this series as opposed to seeing both of both Tukarask and Jeremy Swayman. Uh, now, in terms of leading scorers in the playoffs for the New York Islanders, obviously Matt Barzal is a player to watch, although he had a, a fairly quiet first round. He only recorded, uh, let's see here, three assists. And had a minus two rating. Not that we really care about that. Uh, Shots on goal. He had uh, 15 for the Islanders, which ranked him fourth. The standout player for the Islanders in round one was Anthony Beauvillier. He had three goals, four assists for seven points to lead the team. Actually tied with uh, J.G. Pajot, who had one goal, six assists. Brock Nelson and Josh Bailey each had three goals and three assists. Uh, From the blue line, uh, Scott Mayfield with four points to lead all uh, Islanders defensemen. And again, uh, Matt Barzell, very quiet. Hopefully he doesn't uh, wake up and break out against the Bruins. Uh, But they do have a pretty balanced team. The guy that they acquired at the trade deadline, Kyle Palmieri, he had three goals in those six games. Uh, So his scoring abilities, especially against the Bruins, very well documented. He had a great season against Boston. In fact, uh, let's see, what were his splits against the Bruins uh, this season? Five goals and one assist for six points in nine games. He actually got an extra game in against the Bruins as a result of uh, the trade. When it comes to the Bruins... Who stood out for them in the first round? Well, it was a very balanced attack for the Bruins. 
David Pasternak led the way with two goals, four assists for six points. Charlie McAvoy with five assists for five points. And then you had a bunch of guys with three points following Bergeron's uh, four-point effort, three goals, one assist. Jake DeBrusque, two goals, an assist. Nick Ritchie, Matt Grizzlick, uh, Taylor Hall, Craig Smith, Brad Marchand, all with three points. Uh, David Krejci, only two points. He has another offensive level to hit. Hopefully he does so against the uh, Islanders. Um, yeah, so very balanced attack. The only players who didn't really get on the scoreboard were the fourth line of Corrali, Wagner, and Lazar. They combined for one lone assist. That was on the part of uh, Curtis Lazar. So not that we're asking them to score very much, um, but you'd like them to be aggressive on the forecheck, creating some opportunities, and not getting dominated defensively, which they kind of were in, in the first round against the Capitals. That's my one source of concern. And, uh, you know, Bruce Cassidy has said he won't really hesitate to make any changes. Carson Kuhlman, Trent Frederick waiting in the wings, so to speak, to uh, come in if necessary. But for game one, at least, he's going to stick with the same lines. I thought the line of Richie, Coyle, and DeBrusque really looked good. Uh, DeBrusque had a couple goals early in the series, which really helped the Bruins when they were still trying to find their game. Uh, and hopefully he can keep it up as well. Now, all this to say, I really do think the Bruins should be able to beat the Islanders. The one X factor will be goaltending. And um, I do think, you know, Tugarask looked very solid, very poised in net. There was those questions early on in the series against Washington about uh, some apparent soft goals that he let in, but, you know, a majority of the goals in that series were one, two, sometimes even three deflections. Overall, he looked very solid, very poised, very locked in, and I believe he should give the Bruins an advantage over either Sorokin or Varlamov. Uh, the Bruins' offense is just so deep and talented, and at some point they'll be able to um, you know, break through and break free and get some goals past Sorokin like the Penguins were not able to do, um, especially if the Islanders are still allowing uh, such a wide margin when it comes to shot attempts. So I'm going to say Bruins in five. Maybe that's overconfident, uh, but I do think they'll win in at least six games. Uh, winning in five would give them a chance to win at home, uh, which would be uh, which would be pretty cool. And again, full Full building for Game 1, which will kick off Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Of course, NBC, it will be a bit later than that. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. You can get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including baseball, basketball, hockey, and UFC. Before the next game, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information that they have. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the Stanley Cup. Head to their website, use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code LOCKEDON. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. 
Today on the Locked On Today podcast, is Nikola Jokic enough for the Nuggets? Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast, hosted by Peter Bukowski. Follow Locked On Today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Let's finish with some news and notes from around the NHL. Last night, the Montreal Canadiens extended their series against the Toronto Maple Leafs with a 4-3 overtime win. The Canadians managed to cough up a 3-0 lead before taking advantage of a brutal Maple Leafs turnover that led to a uh, Nick Suzuki, Cole Caulfield 2-0, which Suzuki buried for the game winner. Um, I'm very familiar with Nick Suzuki's uh, ability to help teams come back during the 2019 Ontario Hockey League playoffs. Uh, the Guelph Storm were down in uh, three separate series quite badly. They uh, completed a reverse sweep over the rival London Knights. Uh, they were down uh, 3-1, I believe, in the uh, conference finals, came back and beat Owen Sound, and then they were down 2 nothing against the uh, highly favored Ottawa 67s in the final, and they won in six games there. Nick Suzuki, very instrumental there. Um, and as much as I am not a Canadiens fan, I very much like him as a player. And it was cool to see him get the win. I joked on Twitter that uh, Caulfield and Suzuki set a record for it, the uh, smallest overtime playoff hockey hug in NHL history. The Hurricanes took care of the Predators last night, beating them 4-3 in overtime. So they will advance and play the Tampa Bay Lightning in the second round, a Hurricanes-Lightning playoff series, kind of the perfect storm there for entertainment. Uh, we have a Game 7 tonight, the Minnesota Wild against the Vegas Golden Knights, 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, that should be a very good game, and while everybody is kind of hoping for Vegas and Colorado in the second round, I'm kind of rooting for the underdog wild uh, just because they are so fun to watch. And uh, yeah, so that should be pretty good. Now on Saturday, the Leafs and Canadians will play at 730 while the Bruins uh, play at eight. Uh, so, you know, that will be a fun one to keep an eye on. But of course, all attention will be on uh, our Bruins and their um, attempts to uh, take advantage of home ice and beat the New York Islanders in game one. Now, when it comes to series preview on NHL.com, let's see what they're saying. They're saying the Bruins will win if they continue to get balanced scoring. The line of Marchand, Bergeron, and Pasternak was productive, but they also got goals from six other players, including Hall, DeBrusque, Coyle, Richie, Smith, and Grizzlick. The Islanders will win if Sorokin and or Varlamov at least match Rask's performance in net. And they certainly won't get uh, the same looks in net that they got from the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, what else is going on out there? Nazem Kadri uh, appealed his eight-game suspension before the NHL on Thursday. A decision could be announced as early as today. He was suspended for an illegal hit to the head of St. Louis Blues defenseman Justin Falk in the first round. Uh, so that's something to keep an eye on. I mentioned yesterday the Ethan Bear situation where he uh, was faced with some very uh, racist comments on social media. A lot of support around uh, the NHL on behalf of Ethan Bear, uh, which was really great to see. And uh, like I said yesterday, I definitely stand 
uh, with Ethan Bear, and uh, there's no place for that in hockey. I also wanted to mention that the Providence Bruins announced uh, that defenseman Josiah Didier has been chosen as the first recipient of the Colby Cave Memorial Award. The award is given to a Providence Bruin uh, for his dedication to the community and charitable organizations. Didier was chosen as the winner by his Providence teammates. Uh, The 28-year-old has spent the past two seasons with Providence, and some teammates explained why he was a deserving winner. Uh, Zach Sinishin said, Colby was one of my best friends and best teammates I ever had, but it was really the stuff he did in the community and the way he was able to touch everyone's lives around him that made him such a special person. Tommy Cross said, Colby was an amazing person and teammate who was beloved in the Providence Bruins community and the greater hockey community at large. Colby would be proud to see Dids as the recipient because of his positive attitude, welcome spirit, and caring demeanor. As part of the award, the Bruins Foundation is donating $10,000 to the Colby Cave Memorial Fund, which was pretty cool. So congrats to uh, Didier for taking home that honor. I think that's pretty much it for today's episode of Locked on Bruins. I hope you learned something from the preview and um, that uh, you're all jacked up for game one, which, again, will begin sometime between 8 and 8.30 p.m. Uh, I plan to jump on Locker Room prior to game one, so if you want to chat, download the app, set up a profile, and you can jump into the Locked on Bruins room so that we can, uh, yeah, enjoy a beverage together and and talk about the Bruins' chances against the Islanders. Otherwise, uh, yeah, tonight I'll probably be... Trying to catch up on Handmaid's Tale. Didn't get a chance to do that last night. Uh, I've been really uh, burning through Master of None as well. Really enjoy that show. Uh, and deep into Season 2 at this point. And I've uh, been reading uh, Haruki Murakami novel, Killing Commendator, which uh, second time through that, but really enjoying it. A very dark, cold, rainy day here, so I'll probably throw on some music. The new Lord Huron, really enjoying And uh, yeah, just go about the workday. I hope you are all doing well, taking care of yourselves, taking care of each other. Very exciting that there will be a full crowd in Boston tomorrow night. Very jealous of those of you who will be able to be there. Uh, I'll be watching in spirit from up here in a still locked down Ontario, although there is some light at the end of the tunnel. And uh, yeah, I appreciate being able to talk Bruins with you all every day. Uh, That's really helped get through this crazy year. And we set a new monthly record here at Locked On Boston Ruins for downloads in May with still a few days to go. So thank you so much to all of you who downloaded even once. It really does uh, mean a lot. And uh, I'm excited for hopefully an even better June. So yeah, have a great Friday, friends. We'll talk to you again uh, on Monday with a full recap of Game 1 against the New York Islanders. Go Bees!